0: Siblings sometimes get along and at other times they don't. Do you have siblings? Have you ever argued and fought with your siblings? Can these arguments help siblings learn how to get along with each other? What should parents do or not do when their children fight? what does the bible say about siblings join us today as we discuss siblings and learn about mary and martha they were the sisters of lazarus this is kay meyer president of family shield ministries and your host for today's program as we begin this topic i thought i would just share a little bit about my family i have two sisters Jill, who's about two and a half years older than I am, and Gail, who is nine years younger than I am. And as I think about us as young children... I don't remember us fighting a lot when we were very young, but I've seen movies, and I know that Jill and I fought over getting up on my grandfather's lap, <laughs> and uh, and I've seen other things happen on those movies that tell me that we were normal children and we fought. Now, I don't remember... Uh, 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 fighting with my younger sister who was nine years younger than myself and 11 years younger than my older sister but my mom used to tell us that we teased her a lot I think when there's lots of age differences it's a little different dynamics But we did argue. When we got a little older, I can definitely remember my older sister and I uh, fighting. And she was meaner than me, so she always won. (laughs) I always backed down. Um, But today, as adults, we get along great. We uh, get together for every holiday. We all still live in the same city and uh, have raised our children uh, in that same city. So uh, it's a blessing to have siblings that you get along with. Um, Then my husband and I had three children uh, Kevin, uh, Corrine and Jeff. Kevin was eight when Jeff was born and Corrine was five when Jeff was born. So we had some age differences with them. Now Kevin and Corrine were only about three years apart and they fought when they were younger a lot. I remember that very well Uh, but as they got older especially as they got to high school age, they became very good friends and stayed great friends uh, uh, until my my son passed away when he was 40 uh, with Jeff, because there was an age difference. Kevin and Jeff didn't really fight much. Kevin teased him a lot, I know, but uh, Kevin and Corrine did play together a lot, and she was very good with him, Um, um, and I'm sure they fought, but I don't really remember any great Uh, fights between uh, the two younger children and again they were very close and our youngest son also passed away so we just have corinne and uh, she's in texas and she has three children seth who's 11 elizabeth who is seven and luke who's four and uh, we're back and forth a lot visiting them and actually stay in their home so we probably get a little more of the fighting than we would if we were just coming and visiting and then going home uh, on a Sunday like our grandparents did, but uh, they do fight at times, but uh, uh, they, they also love each other and they play very well together at other times, so siblings do fight, that's normal. Uh, What can children learn from their siblings? First of all, they're learning how to socialize. That's one of the reasons why siblings do fight at times. They're learning how to solve problems. They're learning how to say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And uh, they're learning how to resolve conflict. So it's always good if there's a little bit of conflict going on because that tells you they're normal and they're learning. Um, So again, they're learning how to communicate and how to get along with others, and that's going to help them as they get into school and as they uh, interact with other children in school and as they get older uh, and and have friends. It's it's going to help. Uh, Of course, sometimes children are only children, and then they don't have siblings to um, fight with, but they will still have some arguments with close friends. And again, that's how they learn. So it's not terribly bad to have that sibling rivalry happen. Uh, But I just wanted to make a few comments about parents and what they should or shouldn't do. Uh, Most of the time, we say to leave the children, settle their own disputes unless someone is getting hurt and then the parents need to intervene. But at other times, they will want to help their children learn how to say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And there's a whole uh, strategy for helping them understand that they really have to be sorry, not just say the words. So parents can help children learn to say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And uh, also, one of the other reasons siblings fight is because they're sinful. We're all sinners and even young children will do things wrong. Uh, Sometimes parents cause the children to get into conflict because they show more love for one than another. Uh, Jealousy uh, is often one of the reasons why children will uh, argue with each other and then go and say, Mom, Dad, you have to help stop this. And um, uh, there's a Bible story um, uh from um, uh, jacob and esau where uh, rebecca loved um jacob more than the other twin and the father loved esau more than jacob and uh, it's definitely i'm not going to go into that story today but we see that uh showing more love to one than the other can definitely cause some conflict that can have some very difficult uh, consequences. So um, uh, I'm I'm not going to talk a lot more about uh, that. I just wanted to mention that sometimes counselors will have all kinds of other comments related to sibling rivalry and I'm not going to go into a lot of detail with that today, but I thought that I would talk a little bit more about Mary and Martha, who were siblings, they were sisters, and they were Lazarus' sisters. And there's a lot in the Bible about them. So I'm gonna uh, share a little bit more about them. And uh, if we have a little time at the end, we'll talk a little more about some of the other people from God's word that were siblings. Maybe this would be a good time just to mention a few of them. Can you think of siblings in the Bible? There are lots of them, Cain and Abel, Adam and Eve's uh, uh, two sons, Jacob and Esau, Rebecca and Esau's sons, uh, who were twins. Uh, Joseph and the coat of Many Colors is another story about sibling rivalry and problems. And again, there is jealousy at the core of that. Jesus had some disciples that were brothers, do you know who those were? And then of course, as I said, Mary and Martha, who are sisters, and I'm gonna focus on them for the time being, just for a little while anyway. Um, I looked up some of the Bible verses, they're not all together about Mary and Martha, and I'm gonna uh, share some of those and then make some comments. A woman named Martha welcomed him, and that's referring to Jesus, into her home. And she had a sister called Mary, who, moreover, was listening to the Lord's word, seated at his feet. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations. And she came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Tell her to help me. Isn't just that just like many times children will do with parents. They'll go to the parent and they'll say, wait a minute here. Uh, Susie isn't helping me. In this case, it kind of shows that Martha had a very good relationship with Jesus, that she wasn't afraid to tell her, tell him what she was thinking. And what she was thinking is, um, Mary's not helping me here. You're here in the house. I, I have all this work to do to get things ready. And uh, all she's doing is sitting and listening to you. But the Lord answered her and said, And I can just hear him saying it this way, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things, but only a few things are necessary, really only one. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. And that's from Luke 10, 38 to 42. I think we can learn a lot from Mary and Martha. Um, I'd like to ask... um, whether you think you're more like Mary or whether you think you're more like Martha. Each of these sisters had special gifts, talents, and each of us do too. So uh, sometimes people think Martha was in the wrong and Mary was in the right, and certainly Mary was doing what God, what Jesus wanted her to do, but they just had different gifts. And those different gifts can sometimes cause conflict as well, not just in Uh, families, but in life. Um, If we understand people's gifts, it helps us understand them better. So let me just ask a few questions that I do when I'm doing a presentation on this topic and I might make a few comments since I can't get you to answer. Um, What did Mary do? She was sitting at Jesus' feet, and he said, this is the one thing needful. So we should, as Christians, listen to God's Word and learn from Jesus. How are you like that? Are you doing that in your daily life? Are you reading devotions? Are you reading God's Word? Are you um, uh, studying the Bible on your own? Are you going to church on a regular basis? Those are the ways we listen to Jesus. Do you know someone who's a lot like Mary, doesn't want to do the work around the house, but just wants to sit and listen to Jesus? Um, that upset Martha, uh, but um, what she was doing, uh, what what Mary was doing that Jesus liked, again, was that he said that's the one thing needful. Now, Martha isn't a bad Uh, sister. She's doing what most women would do if Jesus came to their house. She's getting things ready. She's getting the food ready. She's cleaning the house. Nobody wants Jesus or some important person to come and and, uh, the papers are out and the shoes are out and the books are out. She was cleaning up and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Do you know someone that's like Martha? What attributes did Martha have? I think she had the gift of hospitality because she opened up her home to uh, Jesus and his disciples. I'm sure, although it doesn't say that, I'm assuming it was a large group. Um, She wanted everything to be right. She maybe was a little more of a perfectionist than Mary. Uh, She was distracted from the word. She was not listening to the word. She was thinking about serving food instead of listening to God's word. And I think we can all relate to times when we're more worried about what's happening in the house than listening to Jesus. So what is your gift? Do you know what it is? How are you like Martha? How are you like Mary? Mary? Please note that both women are good examples. We probably want to be a little like Mary and a little like Martha. We wanna have both of those attributes. And um, have you ever complained to the Lord or become worried or anxious? Um, That's one of the things I like about this verse, that Mary wasn't afraid to bring her frustration to Jesus. We don't hide what we're thinking from the Lord. He already knows. We might as well just tell him. So what else do we know about Mary and Martha from God's Word? Uh, If we read John 11, 1 through 42, three, and I'm not going to read all of it, we find that um, when Lazarus of Bethany died, Jesus went and and raised him from the dead. Before I start that story, I want to just make a few announcements. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Live the Six, Being an Everyday Missionary. To request a complimentary copy, call the Family Shield Response Center, one 877 250 8416 or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Please make sure you give us your complete name and address when you call or write. The Family Shield radio program airs on more than 50 radio stations each week throughout the United States and is also available through our podcast. We are a listener-supported ministry. We invite your prayers and support. If you'd like to support us, send a gift to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri 63123. You can also donate on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. If you're a Thrivent Financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries. Go to www.thrivent.com slash thriventchoice or call Thrivent at 1 800 847 4836 and one of their employees will help you. Remember, you choose, but Thrivent gives the gift. Why not put Family Shield Ministries into your will or estate? Family Shield's estate program is entitled Generations Legacy. Your gift will allow us to continue the ministries for many generations and beyond your lifetime. For more information, contact us at witness2family at gmail.com. Uh, I want to go on with the story of Lazarus' death and resurrection. And again, it it's a long story. I'm not going to go into all of it, but I want to read some of it. <clears throat> now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now laid sick, was the one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. Do you remember that story? I always thought it was a different Mary, and I was as I was reading this, I was thinking, oh, that was this Mary. And uh, for some reason, I never connected that Mary with Mary and Martha. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews tried to stone you, and yet you are going back there? Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours of daylight? A man who walks by day will not stumble, for he sees by this world's light. It is when he walks by night that he stumbles, for he has no light. After he said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Now remember later after Jesus' resurrection, Thomas was the one that said, I will not believe unless I see his hands and feet. But here Thomas is showing great faith because they had tried to stone Jesus. And he said, let's go and die with him. We're ready to go with him. So uh, as long as Jesus was with them, um, they, they, they knew that he would protect them. So the story goes on. Jesus comforts the sisters. Lazarus was in the tomb for four days. Martha, now here, note this. Martha went out to meet Jesus. Reversal of roles. Mary stayed in the house, probably a little depressed. We're not. It doesn't actually tell us. Martha said, Lord, if you would have been there, my brother would not have died. Again, reversal of roles. Martha has faith. There's no doubt about that. But I know, she says, that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to Martha, your brother will rise again. And she said, I know. Jesus then said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die will never die. Do you believe this? Again, he's speaking to Martha, reversal of roles here. Yes, Lord, she said, I believe you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. Then Martha went back and called her sister aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. Mary says the same things to him. When Jesus saw her weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Now, I always wondered about Jesus' Reaction to her and others weeping about Lazarus' death, um, and and I I don't know because the Bible doesn't say, but he was deeply moved, and so this death that happens affected Jesus too, uh, and uh, and so it, we go on. It's a, Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. He came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across it. Take away the stone, Jesus said. But Lord, said Mary, so Mary was there with, I'm sorry, said Martha. So Mary, Martha was there with Mary. By this time there is a bad odor, for he has been dead four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you would see the glory of God? So they took the stone away. And Jesus called in a loud voice. Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out. His hands and feet were wrapped in strips of linen. He had a cloth across his face. And Jesus said, take off the grave clothes and let him go. And again, the story continues. Um, You may remember a little more, and it might be a good thing to look up and read. But um, um, I picked these out because it was talking about Mary and Martha and Lazarus were siblings, and I wanted to touch a little bit on that. I also want to talk a little bit more about what Jesus says about being worried and anxious, uh, which he mentions here as well. For this reason, I say to you, do not be anxious for your life as to what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor for your body as to what you shall put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, Jesus says, that they do not sow, neither do they reap, nor gather in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single cubit to his lifespan. And why are you anxious about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon, in all his glory, did not clothe himself like one of these. But if God so arrays the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more do so for you, O men of little faith? So do not be anxious then saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we clothe ourselves with? For all these things the Gentiles eagerly seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but first seek his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own, and that's from Matthew 6, 25 to 34, and that's very true, isn't it? The Lord tells us not to be anxious and worried, but to trust God in all circumstances, and to to put the Lord first in our life. So in Philippians, another similar verse, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Prayer is such an important part of our Christian faith. And we need to remember that we need to pray and ask the Lord for guidance in our life. Um, in Luke twelve twenty five, it says, And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single cubit to his life's span? And so, as Christians, we need to believe in Jesus. We need to ask for his forgiveness. We need to accept that he gives us our faith and eternal life as a free gift. Now, we have a little time left, so I'm going to just touch a little bit more on some of the siblings, some of the stories that I mentioned earlier. Uh, You may remember, well, here's another one, the prodigal son and his older brother. There is another one that I didn't mention earlier. Um, It's very normal for uh, siblings to argue. Do you remember why these two brothers or especially the older brother was upset. The younger one had taken off with his inheritance and had pretty much spent it all uh, and had not been living a good life. But when he came home, the father opened his arms and loved him and, and had a party for him and killed the, the, uh, the lamb, uh, the calf. Uh, and the brother was jealous and upset And he said, I was here the whole time taking care of everything for you. And my, my younger brother took all that money and just spent it on wine and women, and you're happy to see him. But you see that father is representing God, the father and how God feels toward us. If we turn away from him and we sin and we don't trust him, when we come back and ask for forgiveness, and ask God back into our lives, he welcomes us with open arms. We have in our home a picture that my oldest son gave my uh, husband. It's a picture of Jesus, and he's got his hands around somebody that's just come into heaven, and you only see the back of that person's head. And he's so, you can just tell, he's so happy to see him. And uh, uh, it's a beautiful picture, and it means a lot to my husband because our son uh, gave him that picture, but when he gave it to him, he said, dad, remember that, uh, Jesus is waiting to welcome you and, uh, and f- eternal life is a free gift. God gives it to us. And, and so that, uh, that picture reminds me of, uh, of the, uh, uh of the story of, uh, the prodigal son and his older brother, and especially of the father who welcomed his older son with open arms. Another one of the stories about siblings is Joseph in the coat of many colors. I don't have all the details here with me, and I don't think I have time to share it all. But again, going back to what I said at the beginning, the father, Joseph's father, loved Joseph and Benjamin more than the other sons, and it showed. He gave him that coat of many colors, and it showed. So um, we need to be careful as parents that we don't show uh, love, more, love one child more than we love another. Um, I have about a minute left, I'm just going to share one of the little stories that I brought along that I didn't have time to read. Uh, Six-year-old Angie and her four-year-old brother Joel were sitting together in church. Joel giggled, sang and talked out loud. Finally, his big sister had had enough. You're not supposed to talk out loud in church, she said. Why, he said, who's going to stop me? Angie pointed to the back of the church and said to her brother, see those two men standing by the door? They're hushers and she meant ushers, but she said hushers. So just a little uh, levity as we end the program. Uh, Again, this is Family Shield and I'm Kay Meyer. I am the president and host of the program and we're talking today about siblings and we talked a little bit about Mary and Martha. I hope that you will take uh, some time this week to look up those uh, verses. Thank you for listening.